Hello and welcome to the Emmanuel Croydon podcast. At Emmanuel Croydon, we exist to be a community drawn together by our desire to know and follow Jesus. We long to become disciples of Jesus who are equipped to serve him in the whole of life, transforming families, communities and workplaces as we love God with heart, mind, soul and strength. We hope you enjoy this week's talk from the evening service. Thank you for joining us today. Grace and peace to you. So it's John chapter 1, page 1073. 1073. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God. And the word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him, all things were made. Without him, nothing was made that has been made. In him was life. And that life was the light of all people. The light shines in the darkness. But the darkness has not understood it. There came a man who was sent from God. His name was John. He came as a witness to testify concerning that light, so that through him all might believe. He himself was not the light. He came only as a witness to the light. The true light that gives light to everyone was coming into the world. He was in the world, and though the world was made through him, the world did not recognize him. He came to that which was his own, but his own did not receive him. Yet to all who received him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God, children born not of natural descent, nor of human decision or a husband's will, but born of God. The word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. John testifies concerning him. He cries out saying, this was he of whom I said, he who comes after me has surpassed me because he was before me. From the fullness of his grace, we have all received one blessing after another. For the law was given through Moses. Grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. No one has ever seen God, but God, the one and only who is at the father's side has made him known. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Great. Well, I'd love to just share a few thoughts from that passage from the beginning of John's Gospel. Uh, It's Christmas time, in case you hadn't noticed, and uh, perhaps those words are familiar to you as we come to this time of year. But I'd like to uh, just scroll down, uh, not so much the opening, but into uh, that section there between verse 9 and verse 12, which I think has got some wonderful things to share with us this evening about what has happened this evening, but also what it means to be a Christian. Three little phrases I would like to pick up on. The first one, true light. 
the second one, to those who receive him, and the third one, children of God. True light, first of all. It says in verse 9, the true light that gives light to everyone was coming into the world. We, uh, we had a bit of a get-together at, uh, at the vicarage yesterday evening, and uh, there was quite a bit of uh, festive preparation going on. Uh, and uh, that involved a lot of lights, a lot of um, changing batteries for uh, last year's lights and getting them going. Uh, I wonder whether you enjoy a Christmas light. I'm sure some of you do. Uh, it seems, though, things are slightly changing with uh, Christmas lights. I don't, I don't know whether um, in the kind of current climate, cost of living and so forth, and our respect for the environment, a sort of Home Alone style, completely kind of blazing light up it's probably not quite so appropriate these days as it was once. We probably need to be, and for some of us, we have to turn down our lights. But there is one light at Christmas that will never be turned down, whatever happens to the cost of energy. And that is the light of the Lord Jesus. John calls him the true light. It's what we need, isn't it? Something true. We're searching in our culture more and more for something true, for something real. We want authenticity, reality. We live in the days of fake news. I don't know whether you picked this up. Twitter has uh, recently suspended its COVID misinformation policy. So there's no longer an enormous group of people who are going to be busy deleting all the tweets that are apparently wrong about COVID. And uh, one commentator's suggested in response to this. He said this, we're going through an infodemic alongside a pandemic. What that means is people are exposed to so much information, they don't know what's true or what's not. I wonder whether you can experience that yourself. Well, in the midst of that, Jesus is the true one. He's the true light. He's come into this world from outside. He is someone who sees things as they really are someone who knows things as they really are. As these candidates seek to follow him, they're following someone who's got the truth. He's got insight into the truth of our purpose, why we're here. He's got insight into the truth of our natures, what we're like. He's got insight into the truth of our future, where we're going. We don't follow Christ because we don't have any questions. We follow him because we have so many questions. And he offers better answers to those questions than anyone else. So I wonder for you this evening how you feel about Christ, the true light. I want to wish you guys that you would always know the Lord as your true light. And to all of us here, I want to say that he's the true light for every single one of us. You see that in verse 9, it says, the true light that gives light to everyone was coming into the world. Jesus is your light. I can say that knowing nothing about your life situations, which I guess is true in some cases. Jesus is your light, whether you're completely unfamiliar with him or whether you've known him as far as you're concerned all your life. So I wonder, is he playing that role in your life? Have you got a difficult decision coming up? Is he the light that you're going to for help? 
Is there a challenge in a relationship? You're worried about uncertainty around your job or is there something going on in your family that you need guidance for? Have you got uncertainty about the future? Have you got a relative with health struggles? Let me commend to you, Jesus, the true light that give, gives light to everyone, who guides the way. That's Jesus, the true light. Secondly, it says, to those who received him. The full uh, explanation there from verse 10, he says, Jesus was in the world, and though the world was made through him, the world did not recognize him. He came to that which was his own, but his own did not receive him. Yet to all who did receive him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become the children of God. Uh, not so long ago, I was, I was back in an airport departure lounge after, uh, for the first time in a long time, and um, I, was, I was taking it all in afresh. I wondered whether that happened to you. And the thing that I'd forgotten uh, after the pandemic was that thing where you walk out uh, from customs and there are all these people standing there with their signs, with, you know, the names uh, on them of the people that they're waiting for. You know, you, you have a, there's the exit, you have your A4 sheet and, and the surname. They're there to welcome the new arrival, to receive the new arrival. Well, think about it like this way. Jesus has come into the world and we're told it, this world it was the world that was made through him. If you want to stretch the uh, earlier picture from the airport, imagine the architect and the builder of the airport suddenly comes out of customs into the arrivals hall. And if you want to really just blow your mind, it happens to be also that he basically made all the people who are also standing in the arrivals hall. Now, what will happen? Who is in the reception committee? Well, the, the, the camera pans round from Jesus to the crowd who are waiting. And the surprise in these verses is it turns out that not everyone receives him. The reception is partial. Uh, Jesus was a Jewish Messiah, and we're told many of the Jewish people didn't see it like that at the time. And, and today, we hardly need to say it. These guys are doing something extraordinary, unusual. There are many young people who are not being baptized right now who are not ready to receive Christ. But these guys have. They have received Christ. They've put their faith in him. They've believed in him. They've personally put their trust in him. They've, they've spotted him coming out of the door, as it were. They said, this is my Lord here. This is my maker. Got his name written on my welcome card. Waving at. And they're thrilled he's come. Part of the reason it's just so wonderful to have this baptism celebration is that they get to make this public declaration. And thank you guys, because you're teaching all of us something as you do that. You're teaching all of us that this is a personal choice. The blessings of the Christian life, they're not automatic. You have to make that decision personally to receive Christ. And because of that choice, the most amazing blessings await anyone who receives him. We'll get onto those in just a moment. But for now, I just want to highlight that the Christian faith and the blessings of it are not automatic. You don't get the blessings of the Christian life because you grew up in church or because you had devout parents, although we're so grateful for devout parents and there are some here, or because you've got friends, lots of friends who believe, although we're also grateful for those. Each one of us is called to receive Christ personally. 
So perhaps you're here with us this evening and you haven't done that. Or you, you haven't at least been baptized. So perhaps you put your trust in Christ, but you haven't yet really stood up in public and said, yeah, I have, this is me. Perhaps you haven't felt able to tell anyone about it yet. Well, uh, here's the good news. Um, God willing, if Jesus doesn't return in between now and then, we're going to do this again. And it's very warm. It's brilliant. Uh, so we'd love to get other people baptized again. When, when you come, and perhaps this is, a, is the right moment for you in your life uh, at the moment, if you would like to join in and be baptized, please come and tell me. Now, sometimes, the guys tried to persuade me this week that we should, right now, be like, does anyone want to get baptized? We're going to do it right now. You'll be grateful to know we, we didn't decide to do that on this occasion. But I, I, I would love to, I'd love to capture the spirit of that. Perhaps you've seen what happened this evening. You think, I would love to stand up and declare my faith. Now, if that's you, uh, I'd love to speak to you. And we'll get another baptism booked in the diary. So that's for those who, to those who receive him. But I mentioned, what, what do those who receive him get? What are the blessings that John, the writer of this gospel, speaks of? Well, it's there in that little phrase, children of God. And this is the last thing I want to just share very, very briefly with you. So he says, he came to that which was his own, but his own did not receive him. Yet, to all who received him, that's to all who received Jesus, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. Children born not of natural descent, nor of human decision, nor a husband's will, but born of God. This is just the most amazing picture of what it means to be a Christian, to be a child of God. Now, some people get a bit confused about this phrase because child of God sounds we sort of come from God and we think, well, God made everyone, so I guess we're all the children of God. And in a sense, we, we are, of course, all made by him. But that's not what John here is talking about. It's not just this idea that we were made by God. It's about the welcome of a father. The welcome of a father. Many years ago, uh, when relationships between us and Russia were significantly better, and it's sad that they're not, no longer so, I was in Russia. And uh, I was in the middle of, uh, kind of in the middle of nowhere, really. I was doing some rowing uh, by the Volga River. And um, I, I used to have lunch by, by, the, by the river. And there was an orphanage in the city. And of a certain afternoon, the orphans were allowed out. And so I'd be sitting there having lunch, and this young kid um, uh, would often come up and come and chat with me and sort of play around and just, he was, he was brilliant. He was a lovely guy, and we, we'd always get, he helped me learn my Russian. And, and yet there was always such a sadness, such a smiley kid, but the time would come at the end of the day when he'd have to walk back to the orphanage. Well, uh, some weeks later, I was sitting, uh, having lunch, and I saw three people sitting around a table, and they looked quite serious, and they certainly looked like they didn't come from around here, or at least two of them didn't. And uh, I overheard they were speaking English, which, where I was 16 hours southeast of Moscow, was pretty unusual. And I said, what are you doing? And they said, we, we've come to 
adopt a child. And these guys had come all the way over from, from the States, uh, and they'd paid huge amounts of money to, for the whole process, and uh, they were here to meet the child that they were going to adopt. And it, it was not actually the, the young chap that I got to know, but it was someone like him. And when I connected the two, and I realized that this child or someone like him was going to receive the love and the welcome of a family. I thought, this is just amazing. And that is a picture of the Christian faith. That is what it's like to be the children of God. To be lost without a father and then to receive the welcome of a father at great cost. Your father has given the life of his son that you might be his children And I would love that image to just stay with you. The loving, costly love of God to you. That's the children of God. So three things to share with you. uh, And each of you, as you consider Jesus, the true light. That phrase, to those who received him, the need for us to accept and believe in Christ ourselves. And finally, this amazing blessing to be the children of God of God. I'd love to just take a little bit, a moment of quiet, perhaps. In a moment, we're going to sing as we uh, conclude our time together. But perhaps you'd like to just, in the quiet, just have a bit of a think about what we've read, what we've done, what we've said, what we've sung this evening. And in a moment, I'm going to lead us in prayer. And during that silence, you might want to ask the Lord to be speaking to you, taking some of the truths that we have been thinking about and really ministering them to your hearts. If you'd like to get uh, prayer ministry, so we've got people at the back who will be ready to pray with you, please do avail yourself of that in a moment. Let's just take a moment of quiet. I wonder whether there's someone here this evening who has not really known the love of a father or struggles to imagine that that could be the kind of love that God would give them. Perhaps now is a moment to recognize and receive that amazing blessing to be called the child of God. Perhaps someone here this evening is really struggling with guidance and a way forward. And those words, Jesus, the true light, resonate with you. Or perhaps there's someone else here this evening who is really thinking about receiving, putting their trust in Jesus even for the first time. Or they've kind of done it before, but it's, it's faltering. And this evening is a time to recommit to trusting in him. So, Heavenly Father, we thank you for being with us this evening. We thank you for speaking to us through your word. Lord, continue to minister to us by the power of your spirit through your word that we might be changed and grow more and more in our knowledge and love of you, the one who enables us to be called the children of God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
Thanks for listening to the Emmanuel Croydon podcast. For more information about our church and everything we have going on, visit our website, emmanuelcroydon.org.uk. You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram to see and hear what's going on in the life of our church. God bless you and have a wonderful week. Thank you.